You're tuned in to Forked Podcast. This week, we're talking to Coach Crystal Lawless, personal trainer, athlete, and co-founder of Tribe Fitness in North Carolina. I'm most intrigued by her transparency online and her clear dedication to improving the lives of others, all the while holding herself accountable to self-improvement. As humans, one of the things that we need is connection, and we need other people to survive. Having that outlet to kind of just talk and communicate and have someone there to kind of be like, hey, like I'm not alone in this. Other people have these same issues. Other people feel like that. I think that allows us to get in touch with that more like humanistic side of ourselves. Crystal Lawless, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. When I first reached out to you, I first of all, I noticed that we have that common friend, Natalia Feldman, and we connected with each other. And over the few months that I've been following you on Instagram, what I really appreciate a lot is you just seem to do a ton of community outreach. I own the gym with my uh, business partner, Max. And uh, so we own the gym tribe fitness. But as far as the reaching out to the community, we, me and him both, we wanted to create a facility that was more of like a family. So that's kind of where the name tribe came from and creating that wholeness and like family atmosphere. And so we both really, really care about the people because we're both in that millennial age. I think that more people want to feel connected and feel like, oh, this is a real person that I'm talking to, not just like my coach or my trainer. And so I just try to be as real as I can on my social media and make sure that people realize like, yes, I'm a young professional, but also I'm struggling as well as the next person to maintain my mental clarity, to get through these workouts, to do whatever it is that I need to do on my day-to-day life. I don't want to appear to be something that I'm not. I want to be as real and authentic as I can on in my everyday life, on my social media, when I talk to someone in person, over the phone. So I just want people to get the genuine me and not get a fabrication of what social media may appear to be of myself. Well, I think it's really the way to go right now, right? Because people have become more and more skeptical of people's presence on social media, you know, their their authenticity. And because I do think that that's the, the missing element right now in health and fitness, that human side of it. Yeah, for sure. I think more people nowadays value the aspect of feeling like they um, they're heard. And so I think a lot of people like to advertise and be like, hey, I'm this, I'm that, but not too many people sit back and actually listen to, you know, someone's needs. And I think just as humans, we value that connection of someone listening and hearing and just saying, hey, I have the same problems as you. I don't want to work out some days also, and I need to be motivated. I think it's, it's cool to connect with people. And I'm so glad like to connect with you and people like Natalia who are a peer on social media to be just as human as I am and are in the same profession. So it's so encouraging to see other people being, you know, their unique self and putting it out there like that. Was that the plan? You said, hey, we're going to open a place that just creates a community spirit or is it something that just kind of happened? My business partner, Max, and I, we met about four years ago. And the guy who was our mentor at the time, he had created this gym atmosphere that was really unique in that sense of Everyone felt like they were connected to something greater than themselves. And it wasn't just, oh, we're coming to get a workout. It was like, we're coming to share our stories. And we did this really, really moving event where we asked everybody in the gym 
to write down their why. Like, why do you get up every day? What what motivates you to work out? Like, what motivates you to be you? And we randomly put them in a box. And from that box, we took these whys and we got uh, one of my friends who is like a local artist. She came and she painted all these whys on the wall. And so when they came in, all the, everybody got to see their why on the wall in the gym. And the answers were like really, really moving. It was like, I want to see the next generation in my family. I want to be able to go out and I have a story to tell and I want to be able to give the story for the next 20 years. That kind of jump started us to be like, hey, man, like, we want to do something great. And him and I had talked and we were like, man, in the future, we want to have our own gym. And we were like, man, we would be such a great team just because we both learned under that same mentality of like, this is what a gym should feel like. You should walk into a gym atmosphere and feel like it's home. That's a great story. You know, I, I <laughs> interview prominently people in the fitness industry for Forked Podcast, but the reason why I interview people in in the fitness realm is that when people are hitting forks in the road of life and they're getting slammed around, the foundation of health and fitness is, I believe, the primary thing that helps people overcome obstacles. When they're lost on the paths of life, I say, start with fitness, man. Just start trying to run a little bit and get a little bit more in shape. Have you hit any obstacles where it tested your resilience in fitness? Oh, yes, definitely. I went through a really, really rough spell last year. Um, 2019 was really hard for me on the physical end and the mental end. And it was to the point to where physically I was going through a lot of, I was having a lot of GI issues. And I was like, man, I really don't know what's going on with my body. It so feels like, like my body. GI, GI is gastrointestinal yeah. problems, just yeah. for the, the listeners. Okay, yeah. go so, ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And so I was going to see these doctors and they were like, oh, you don't have this, you don't have that. And we went through, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars of testing just to kind of figure out like what's going on. Yeah. And it was really messing with me mentally because I was like, I I feel like I do everything that I can for my body. I work out, I eat well, and it feels like my body is like turning against me. And so that kind of really put me in a really, really rough uh, mental state. I didn't stop exercising, but I completely had to change the way that I was exercising. Um, I had to turn away from more of the like power lifting, heavier lifting that I was accustomed to for a long time and do more the calisthenic body weight, those types of things. And just because my body didn't, it couldn't recover. Um, I had ended up having an anxiety attack in February just because I was like, I, there has to be something wrong with me or either I'm having a mental breakdown and I'm causing these yeah. problems in my body. And it was just like, I signed up after I, I was like, I signed up um, with actually um, a therapist, like a mental health therapist in February. And I was just like, I, I don't know if I'm fabricating these problems. You know, I've been seeing all these doctors, like I need to figure things out. And so I was kind of like, really just going through it mentally and physically and trying to figure out like, have I chose the wrong profession? Like, am I doing the wrong thing? Like, is my body telling me rejecting the the thing that I feel like I love so much? And so through all that, I just kind of took a, a step back to breathe. And I realized that one, I was stressing about stress and that was causing <laughs> me more problems. And 
the thing that I had looked to as an outlet, like my exercise was also, I was also doing it in the wrong way. Like I wasn't using it to help me at that point. And so I had to kind of reassess my everything. And so I took a step back and I was like, okay, I need to do what's best for my mental health first. And then I need to do what's best for me physically because I can't do the physical without the mental. Mm -hmm. And so I went to therapy for a long time, really got into a good place of like talking about different things that I didn't even realize was stressing me in my life. And that really set me on a good path to be like, wow, if I use exercise as my, you know, medicine and therapy, like that's okay, but just don't abuse it. And I think a lot of times we get to that point to where it's like, I'm so stressed out, I'm going to go to the gym and we can, we can overdo it. And our body will tell us, Hey, you're, you're overdoing it. If we really are paying attention to those signs. And so I just kind of had to get to that spot where I was mentally capable of being like, there is, there is such an idea as doing too much and be like, you have to know when to stop, know when to, Hey, Hey, today's maybe not a lifting day. Today's a stretching day. I need to take the day and, and not be like, Oh, I have to push it because I'm a, I'm a coach and I need to be better than all these people or you have this whole like mental race with yourself or mental battle to say, I need to be better. And I really sat back and I'm like, who am I trying to be better than? Like, who is this person that I've fabricated in my mind that I need to be the best for? And I'm like, if I wake up every day and I decide to be a little bit better than myself than I was the day before, that's an accomplishment for me. You know what I mean? I don't have to compare myself to anyone else. I don't have to do anything like that to, to be the best or be better at what I'm doing. And so that like really put me in check, I would say mentally and physically, because it took a while. It took, I think until November before I could fully like lift and like, feel free and comfortable and really get to the point to where my body was like accepting exercise. And it wasn't until, like I said, I mentally was able to be like, Hey, use exercise as your outlet for stress. Don't abuse it. Don't overdo it. Listen to your body, maintain your mental health first, and then go forward with that and say, okay, mentally, I feel good. I'm where I'm at. I have my checks and balances. And then so I can use my exercise now, you know, as an outlet to de-stress and not use it to cause more stress in my life. Yeah, like exercise is often used as a punishment for uh, what you did last night, right? Like for Oh, yeah. And that's not what exercise is for. It's not to undo some bad behavior. It's just it's part of your lifestyle. For me personally, I have realized that I'm the type of person to go head first in things. And I want to I wanna get it done and I want to do it. It has to be a specific way. I'm really particular. And so I really have tried to surround myself with people who aren't as intense as me in some levels and some people who are it's kind of having that even kill of, of people in my life who can give me a checks and balance and be like, Hey, Crystal, like maybe you need to do this or do that. Like take, take a day, take the day you you're overwhelmed. And so for me, it's really, I, I try to be really transparent in all of my friendships, relationships with people that I have. And I ask them, I'm like, hey, this is how I'm feeling, like trying to have an open and honest conversation. And it, I mean, for me, it, for as far as business-wise, having a business partner, me and him are, are constantly communicating. We're like, okay, like we want to grow. We want to set these these goals, but also like under a realistic time frame. Like what should we do? 
and we do a really good job at letting each other know like hey we need to communicate and and say when we're overwhelmed we need to communicate and have those hard conversations with each other and be like hey this is too much or hey man buddy like we we need to get on it like we're being a little we're getting a little too comfortable and so I think the more that we communicate with the people in our lives and I'll use that word again, transparent, like, or just open and honest to the people in our lives, we could have a good system of checks and balances. But I think that we, we become selfish in the sense of we're like, okay, I don't want to let people know that I feel insecure about something. I don't want people to know that I feel like maybe I'm not doing enough. And even to the point of me and you had a conversation and you, I had made a post about not feeling like I've done enough. And so with that seeking change, it is a constant battle. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, man, you've done, you've done a lot this week. Good job, Crystal. And then some days I may wake up and I'm like, oh my God, like there's a million things on my plate. And so with that, I try to just, I, when I get that overwhelming amount of anxiety, I try to take a breath and I try to be present in the moment. And I say, okay, are all these problems, are all these things that I'm saying that I haven't done yet, are they realistic in a time frame of something that I can do today? And that's when I reach out to my support system and I'm like, am I being unfair or unkind to myself in this moment? The people in my life are, are really honest with me and I try to surround myself with people who are going to be brutally honest with me and say, hey, like you're doing too much. That's that's unrealistic. Or people who tell me they're like, hey, you've done a lot. You need to give yourself a break. You're You're overdoing it. And I think that's so important to cultivate those relationships of honesty and to have those people in our life. Because as humans, one of the things that we need is connection and we need other people to survive. Having that outlet to kind of just talk and communicate and have someone there to kind of be like, hey, like I'm not alone in this. Other people have these same issues. Other people feel like that. I think that allows us to get in touch with that more like humanistic side of ourselves. Yeah. It's very risky though, when you tell people what you're going through and show people that mm-hmm. I go through that too, because oh, yeah. even though people say they appreciate the authenticity, it's not mm-hmm. kind of what they look for when they're trying to choose a professional in their life, right? They want to know yeah. you got everything together, man. You've got your stuff <laughs> together. And if you show your vulnerability, you risk your leadership, right? I guess it's just one of those things of where some people want that super intense coach who's just going to be like... good point. People want that. Some people are looking in the market for a coach who's just like, kind of like a a drill sergeant, you know what I mean? And then there there is a, a population of people who are a little more tender. Because I really think that a lot of times we get caught up in the whole, well, it's your business, it's your business, it's your business, this is your livelihood. But also like we're talking about people's lives exercise has been tainted in so many ways because people get this idea. I've, I've met so many women who are like, I'm terrified of going and joining a gym because I don't know what to do when I go into a gym. And I'm so intimidated by the guy in the tank top who's over there, all his muscles like out. And like it's just like just all of these kind of stereotypes that you kind of get with the gym. You've gotten through some very troubled times in your life because of the help of the people around you. So you see how important your tribe is. If you don't know any different from the people you're around, right? Mm -hmm. All you know is what you know. 
How do you know if you're in the right or wrong tribe of people? If people truly care about your well-being, they won't ask you to do things that are outside of your character. Things that you value and are important in your life, they won't ridicule that or cause you to feel bad for like who you are. Mm-hmm. And I just think that like to be friends with someone, you don't have to believe the same things. You don't have to eat the same diet and have that same lifestyle. You know, I have friends who don't work out at all. Mm-hmm. And I just encourage them to do the things that they love and be passionate about it as well as we can share in each other's lives like that and it, without taking from each other. Is this person adding to me or are they taking from me for my well-being or are they for my demise? You know, are they here to get something just from me or, or, or is this relationship a give and take? And I think that's so important because a lot of times we'll get caught in friendships, relationships, businesses or like jobs where we just feel like, man, I just feel drained every time I leave from this or every time I, I go and hang out with this group of people or whatever. It's like I come back and I'm just so drained. And like those should be a red flag to us because mm. when you're really a part of something solid and whole and good, there may be times that you have to give. But there should also be a time to like receive. Your friends should want to, they should want you to quit smoking. They should want you to yeah. lose the weight yeah. you want to lose. They should want yeah. you to feel good about yourself and celebrate your successes. And good friends also don't let us off the hook too easily, do they? Oh, no. They, you got, like I said, you got to have those people who are willing to be like, you're wrong. And not just say what you want to hear, but say what you need to hear in those tough times and say, I've had friends where I've gone to them and I've been like, man, like, I, I'm I'm so upset. Like, this person did me wrong. And they've been like, Crystal, you did them wrong. Ooh. And you need to apologize. And I've been like, what? That's and a friend, like, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And they're like, you don't see where you were wrong? And I'm like, okay, let me humble myself. Let me not get upset. Because as humans, we try to, we get a little defensive, you know, when of somebody's course. like, you're wrong. And it's like, what? I'm wrong? And so I try to always, when I feel that like feeling of being defensive, I try to, before I react or speak, I try to take a breath and be like, okay, listen, listen to what this person has to say before you attack. And I think that's, that's super important, a super, super important lesson that like we have to learn, especially in this world where it's like everything is such a fast like reaction. Like we see, we see somebody's post and we're like, oh, that's wrong. Let me go ahead and comment underneath it. It's like, no, why don't you just read the person's post, kind of follow them for a while, get to know them, see where they're coming from. But nobody wants to do that. Everybody's like, oh, no, this is social media. I'm hidden behind a wall. Let me quickly say what I have to say and move on to the next post. And it's like, man, we're just commenting and liking and dropping emojis under posts and stuff and not realizing how that's affecting the person that we're posting underneath these comments of reading somebody's post led to a podcast with them right i read that post your i seek change post and i thought it was damn spot on man it's so funny because the day that um i posted that i was really battling myself and i was like should i even post a picture i was like i don't feel attractive today i feel like crap and I, I really don't want to work out. Like, I'm, I don't want to do this. And I remember sitting in the sauna and I was just overwhelmed with like the feeling of that, basically what my post says. And it, it basically says like, I battle with the idea of, am I enough? Am I doing enough? 
and I was just literally sitting in the sauna and I was just like, you know, man, screw it. I don't care if one person likes this or if a thousand people like this post. I feel like I need to vent and I want what I have to say to be heard. And I was like, and maybe somebody else needs to hear it, which is funny because weeks later, you reached out to me about that specific post. And I was like, man, maybe the universe was just trying to tell me, like, speak up and say your truth because more people need to hear it. Amazing. Because I don't respond to poor me attitudes. And this was so not a poor me attitude. This was a really deep, touching post about touching on those things today that are troubling so many people about feeling like they're enough. Am I doing the right thing? And in a world where young people are told today, you could be anything you want. Do you know what that like? I grew up, my parents were like, Sean, you're definitely not going into the maths. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I'm not sure if that was right or wrong. However, when you tell people they could be anything they want no matter what you're doing you're going to be asking yourself if i'm doing the right thing you're spot on i mean when i went into college i went for exercise science and i knew like in my mind i was like i am going to be a physical therapist i'm going to go to college for four years i'm going to graduate and then then i'm going to go four more years i'm going to be a physical therapist and it's like i went into college And my professor that I had at the time, she was just like, are you sure that's what you want to do? I was like, I'm 100% positive. She was like, you should do an internship, you know, outside of what you think you know you want to do. And I was just like, that's silly. Like, you know, and she really, really encouraged me. And so I was like, you know, at the time, 19. And so I was like spearheaded. And I was like, oh, I know what I want to do. I know where my life's going. And um, I finally, you know, caved. And I took an internship at this place called Athletic Republic. And it was a sports performance facility for athletes of all levels. And so it was like from, you know, eight years old, just kind of learning the mechanics of their body and how everything works to professional athlete going, you know, pursuing career or a college athlete who is pursuing to go professionally in you know, high school and so on and so forth. And that job really shook me because I realized I was like, man, I don't have to be a physical therapist to help people. Like I can be a trainer, I can be a coach and I can really help people. And it just kind of really opened my eyes. And so after that, I took that internship at uh, TFW training for warriors. And um, that was a, completely different population of people it was the general population just the regular moms and dads and people who maybe were ex-athletes in high school and just went to college and went on with their lives and those people were just as eager and hungry to succeed in their fitness goals as these athletes and then I was really really shook up because I was like there's a whole group of people out here who want help, you know what I mean? Who want to be healthy, Mm -hmm. who want to really, really invest into their lives and do better and be better people. And I was like, I think this is what I was made to do. And I remember, I remember um, at that time I was working three jobs. I had like finally graduated college and I was doing a part-time job at this, at the gym. I was working at CVS. I was working at Kids Foot Locker. And I was just kind of all over the place. And I was just like, hey, I'm trying to keep my head above water. I want to pay my bills, but also like I'm still trying to figure out like what I'm passionate about. 
And so I finally just kind of broke down one day when I was talking to a family member and I was just like, I'm miserable. And they were like, why? I was like, I'm so tired. I'm drained all the time. I'm going to these other two jobs that like don't give me anything. And it's just like, even when I'm tired, I go to the gym and there's these people and it's like, they're giving so much to me, but I'm training them. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so it was like kind of that aha moment. And it was just like, maybe this is what I was made to do. And I just, that day I decided, I was like, I'm going to quit these other two jobs. I'm going to take a leap of faith and I am going to start my own like LLC. I'm going to still work part-time here. And I'm going to try to start getting clients, like personal training clients. And that was the scariest moment of my life. But I am so glad that I had that breakdown and realization. I think as humans, I think when we start to question ourselves, we get nervous and the the thought of like fear comes in. It's like, oh, man, am I like I said, am I doing the right thing? Am I in the right field? If you never question yourself, then you you aren't in a a place that's challenging you. And if you aren't being challenged, you're never going to grow. If I wake up every day and I'm just like, I'm comfortable. You know, I, that that's scary to me. I never want to be in a place to where I'm like, I'm comfortable to like, I'm not growing. I'm not seeing any kind of progress. And so I, like, I, it, it's good to wake up some days and be like, man, all right, like things are adding up on this end, but like what, what, what's going on here type of thing. And I think when you're, you're in a, a period of change, there's a lot of questioning. And sometimes to get to that next level of growth, there's going to be a lot of questions and a lot of like, okay, yesterday one plus one equals two. Now it's equaling three. Like, I don't know, like, why, why is everything not adding up? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we want to just quit and give up, but it's really when we stick to it and we kind of see it to, to the end that the reward is there. You know, we're talking about a lot of positive things here, but there are some, you know, negative change that goes on in our life that yes. we have no control of. And even in those periods of change, you know, I've really tried to put myself in a position to be like, okay, whether this is a good change or a bad change, whether this is in my control or out of my control, this is an obstacle in my life that is some, some way somehow deemed necessary for the course of my life. And with that outlook, I'm like, this may not feel good right now. This may not feel comfortable to me. But in the end, it's up to me and my mentality to get through this. So that goes back to that whole mental health aspect. It's like, where am I at mentally with this? Am I going to be a woe is me person and be like, oh, what life's happening to me? I'm just going to lay down here and like let it happen. Or am I going to be like, man, I am getting beat down and kicked in the face, but I'm going to decide to stand up again. Okay, it's hard, but I can get through it. It's, it's, it's challenging, but it's really, really the power of the mind is something that's so unbreakable. Like once you decide whether you can or cannot do something, it really is the truth. Whether mm-hmm. you convince yourself, hey, I'm, I'm capable of making it through this. That can totally change your life, a situation. And just having like that mindset of I can, I'm capable, I'm willing. You know, a lot of us are like, I can get through this. I can get through this. I can get through this. It's like, okay. At some point, I have to stop telling myself I can and start showing myself. Crystal, I got to thank you so much for your your time and, and energy on this podcast. It, it was just uh, really enlightening for me. Oh, man, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. 
Well, listen, it's coming up again real soon. So uh, (laughs) I want to wish you an awesome day and everybody out there an awesome day as well. All right. Thank you so much.